Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Money Minute with Margarita. We are here. Of course, every guest is special, but this is a very timely topic, and we have an amazing guest. Today, we are featuring Dr. Victoria Tilson Evans, and she is going to talk to us about college. Um, so here's her bio. Dr. Victoria Tilson Evans is the Harvard-educated founder of Distinctive College Consulting. Over the last decade, she has successfully guided hundreds of families from across the world through the often stressful college emissions process, taking a highly personalized approach that leverages her experience as a faculty member at Elon University, Middlebury College, and Harvard University. She is also an author of Stairway to College Heaven, the most readable college guide on earth, and has provided her expertise in numerous national media outlets, including the Atlantic, U.S. News, One World Report, and Fox News. So thank you so much, Dr. Victoria Tilson Evans. Vicki, we are you, so Margarita. happy. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. You are most welcome. We are so excited because it is back to school, right? Yes, it is. It's a very, very busy time for families. Absolutely. And I just came from dropping my daughter off at USC, University of Southern California, the other Congratulations. USC. Yes, that's so exciting. Thank you. So, oh my goodness, I was working with my daughter last planning cycle, but over the last couple months, there have been several news reports focusing on the end of affirmative action and its impact on college emissions. One of the big consequences of the Supreme Court decision has been a new spotlight focused on legacy admissions, which have traditionally granted the children of alumni a side door entry. How will these changes impact families? And what other changes should families be aware of and how can they prepare? Yes. So that's a great question. I mean, the, the college admissions process has changed massively over the last three years, ever since COVID hit. And so families have been constantly playing a game of chase with colleges. But this summer, there's been a whole new twist um, with the Supreme Court's uh, ruling. And so what parents and students need to be thinking of is that many colleges are starting to change their approach to the college admissions process. Now that the dust is starting to settle, we're seeing colleges ask students directly in the essay prompts to talk about their backgrounds or special circumstances that might help give the colleges a sense of their racial backgrounds or maybe their socioeconomic backgrounds. They're trying to find a way to work around this new uh, ruling in order to allow a diverse class to enter um, next year. Um, also, based on what we've seen from the University of California system, which did away with affirmative action many years ago, we are going to see a rebalancing, um, I would say, of ethnicities within universities. Now, the University of California system has done a great job. Um, they actually have a large number of minorities in their classes, a large number of Asian Americans, a large number of Hispanics. I think they found a way to kind of work around diversifying their student body or work on diversifying their student body while not using affirmative action. But not every school is in California. Not every state has the same values that California has. So the changes that we're going to see might be very politically driven and based on institutional values, regional values, state values, there's still a lot to be seen. 
Um, I think we'll also see a greater push for test optional policies. What this means is that students can choose whether or not to submit their standardized test scores. Um, research has shown that especially the SAT math scores mirror and maintain racial inequalities. So colleges that do care about having diverse classes, I think they're going to stick with their test optional policies in the long term to kind of, kind of counterbalance the new ruling on affirmative action. And as you mentioned in your question, there's now a new fight against legacy admissions, which has basically served as affirmative action for the already privileged. As somebody who works in college admissions, I have liked having legacy admissions for my students who can benefit from it, but I completely agree that it does give them an advantage that isn't necessarily in line with our sense of being in a meritocracy. So I will be interested in seeing um, how this next court case plays out, but I know that a number of my students and their parents are a bit worried because they were hoping to lean on those legacy admissions advantages. Absolutely. Thank you so much that there is so much change. As mentioned, my daughter graduated from high school 2023. She started in what, fall of 2019, the pandemic. Um, during her college application process, like test scores were optional, right? So. Right. <laughs> and it makes things very confusing for students. They don't know whether or not to submit their test scores. They don't even know whether or not to prepare and even bother to take the test. It's really created a brand new grade zone that I think is increasing a lot of stress. And need for expert guidance. Yes, exactly. Um, and that's where I often step in. I have great resources where I can pull information for families and help them make individualized decisions. Applying score optional is not necessarily for everyone and is not necessarily for every school on a student's list. Um, so when you're able to tap into uh, somebody like me or know the resources to go to, you're able to make informed decisions and use what you have to your greatest advantage. What do you wish families understood about today's college admissions process? Well, <laughs> I will say that there are certainly some similarities to when parents applied decades ago, but the process has changed massively since then. And I think that there are probably five points that parents should keep in mind. The first is that the process is far more demanding of students these days than it was when we applied to college. Um, the expectations are greater when it comes to extracurriculars. The expectations of test scores, if a student does submit their test scores, is higher. Um, and so, the, and the pressures, just the, per, the, the type of society that we live in that um, where we have this drive to succeed, it really has put a huge strain on students. So parents should be aware of that and be open to balancing the drive to achieve and succeed in the college admissions process and also be mindful of students' mental health. Um, I also think another point that uh, parents need to be aware of is that having great grades and test scores isn't enough anymore to get into a top tier school. Frequently parents come to me and they say, my student's a straight A student and they have a 1450 on the SAT. They wanna to apply to Harvard. And I you know, talk to them, I try to get as much information about the student's extracurricular background from them as possible. And you know, depending on what I see there, 
either I encourage it or I don't. Um, so if any family has their sights set on top tier schools, please keep in mind um, that the level of achievement outside of the classroom is expected to be much higher at the national or international level, unfortunately, these days. Um, another thing that I think parents need to keep in mind is, as Frank Bruni, the New York Times journalist, named his book, where you go is not who you will be. Um, I think there is too much of a focus on top tier schools in the Ivies. Research has shown time and again that where you go to college will not have an impact on your earning potential in the future. Being in a school where you fit and where you will be happy, that is going to be a much better way to guarantee your success than just focusing on the prestige of an institution. Um, I also think that if cost is a concern for families, you need to think about that before your child applies to college. Tuition rates have increased um, at rates that far outstrip the rate of uh, inflation over the last four decades. And so going to college these days is much more expensive than it was, say, when I went to school. And what I often see is that families try to figure out the financial piece once they get their financial aid awards. And then they don't really know what to do because suddenly a school that their child wants to go to is unaffordable. So what I recommend to families is that they think about the financial aid piece before colleges are selected so that when a child applies to college, they're not disappointed after they get in, but the family determines that they can't go. Um, and then I would also just like to say that there's basically a college for everyone out there. I have families who come to me and they're worried because their child maybe has a 3.0 GPA or they haven't been that involved in extracurricular activities. But there are over 2,400 four-year schools in this country, and there's basically an institution for anyone. And if a child has a GPA below a 2.0, there are also wonderful community colleges where they can start, get a better handle on their academics, and then land in a four-year college after that. So well said. I truly believe that there is a school for everyone, and I'm not going to call out any particular institution. Um, I have three kids. My eldest daughter graduated from college in 2018. So when she was looking at schools, a particular school she had her eye on was $58,000 all in. Nine wow. years later, that $58,000 school, 85. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 85,000. You kind of alluded to this we don't want to be pushing kindergartners, right? Or preschoolers no, on the track. definitely not. Start <laughs> thinking about college admissions or college preparedness. So it depends on the family's values when it comes to um, the, the extracurriculars that a student might do. Um, but I would say that the earlier that you encourage your child to pursue their interests and really support them um, with what their interests are, the more they'll be successful down the line. So in elementary school, if your child is telling you, I don't like sports, I don't want to play sports, 
listen to them. (laughs) Let them pursue the activities that they enjoy instead, because that will then set them up to become much more successful in those extracurriculars by the time they get to high school. I would also say when it comes to the academic piece, just make sure you're lightly guiding your children in elementary and middle schools to set them up to take the hardest classes that that they can possibly handle in high school. Um, Just because there's a bit of a domino effect. If you don't start off in a high level course at a certain point, you're not able to take the highest level math class in high school. So it's important to think about those things a little bit in advance. But I would say that the college admissions process, the actual piece um, or the actual pieces that will matter to colleges start the moment your child enters ninth grade. Um, So from that point forward, families really need to think about excelling in high school in the way that that looks for a given student, right? That may not necessarily mean straight A's for every student. Um, But I will say the more closer your child is to straight A's, the more college options that they'll have down the road. Um, When it comes to the extracurricular piece, the clock does start ticking the moment that they enter ninth grade. Um, So Students should be mindful about the activities that they uh, devote their time to. They should never do anything that they don't care about. They should instead focus their time on activities that really fulfill something for them because that will come across in their college applications. And then I would say the actual college admissions process begins towards the beginning of junior year when students should begin their testing. Uh, And then then I would say halfway through junior year, that's when application materials start to become available to students and students should really start moving on putting those together so that they can spread out the process and not be too stressed out senior year. Thank you for that. It's so helpful. And of course, I bought your book. Thank you. I hope you enjoy it. Yes. Um, Share with us how your book, Stairway to College Heaven, helps families navigate the college admissions process. Well, certainly. So my co-authors and I kind of came up with this idea of an extended metaphor of a stairway. Um, Because as you know, you've gone through the process three times. It's pretty exhausting going through the college admissions process. And it really feels like you're climbing up 10,000 stairs. Um, So we wanted to, first of all, impress upon families the expectation that this is going to be a big process um, and a tiring one. But we also wanted to break it down for families because you're a marathon runner, right? You know that to train, (laughs) to do something that big, you have to do it in small increments. You can't just wake up one day and say, I'm going to go run the London Marathon. Um, You do have to put in small doses of preparation, and that's what we use the book to do. We help families understand what those small doses need to be so that when they hit what we call the deadline dash, which is August 1st of every year, they're ready to start running um, towards the finish line and really get all those applications in both on time and in a really strong fashion. So our goal was to basically empower families to make smart decisions, especially when it comes to avoiding procrastination and knowing when to get items done before the application process gets really intense. 
Absolutely. And yes, everyone, I did buy the book. I've been through it, but it's so important because as a certified financial planner, I want to be able to share valuable resources with friends, family, clients, community. So um, Dr. Victoria Tilson Evans, this is the time for you to share uh, how people can learn more about your work and reach you. So social media, website. Yes. So you can certainly visit my website. It is distinctivecollegeconsulting.com. We're also on Instagram and Facebook as well as LinkedIn. Um, So feel free to reach out. And thank you everyone for tuning into Money Minute with Margarita. 